Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Adventures by Morse. Carlton E. Morse presents The City of the Dead, featuring Captain Friday. If you like high adventure, come with me. If you like the stealth of intrigue, come with me. If you like blood and thunder, come with me. But first, your announcer. Eight o'clock at night in October. The second night in the City of the Dead. Three men stand on the edge of a partly opened grave. A fourth stands in the grave itself, whispering, I've struck something. Something awful. That was Jimmy Parker. The three men above him on the brink of the grave are Joshua Friday, mayor of the City of the Dead, otherwise known as the caretaker of the old cemetery. Dr. Tuner, now retired from practice, since he has buried his last patient here in the city. And third, Captain Friday, son of the mayor, a private investigator. A grave had been tampered with, and tonight it is being reopened officially to discover why. First, Captain Friday would dig, and then Jimmy Parker would dig. And it was Jimmy who uncovered the dead arm, reaching up. There's something else you should know about Jimmy. He and his girlfriend, Phyllis Carroll, are virtual prisoners of the mayor, Doc Tuner, and Captain Friday. In fact, at the moment, Phyllis is locked in the bedroom assigned to her up at the mayor's bungalow just inside the cemetery gates. Jimmy and Phyllis themselves are under slight suspicion of grave robbing. But just now, Phyllis is locked up, and Jimmy is down in the grave with something horrible. Just as Parker whispered his discovery, there was a hair-raising wail from among the gravestones. It disappeared, Captain Friday. You must have hit it. I didn't hit anything. I fired into the air. Dr. Tuner. Mayor Friday. Everybody. I tell you, I've dug up something. What's that? You're crazy, Parker. You won't hit the coffin under four or five feet. I have struck something. It... It's an arm. Jumping G. Horsifer. Are you lying, Parker? Let me turn my flash down in the hole. I tell you... Hey! Didn't you ever see a dead man before? Let me out of here! Let me out of here! Grab him, Doc! You can't like me! No! Let me help you! Let me go! Let me get away from here! You shouldn't have hit him so hard, Captain. And when he comes to, he won't have any more hysteria than your grandmother. Hey, you're a tough customer, I'm afraid, my boy. Sure, why not, Mayor? It's part of the game. Lay him out here on the grass. He'll be around presently. Well, he wasn't far off. He struck something pretty ghastly, all right. But, son, that ain't Ernie Martin's body. Sure it isn't, Dan. Ernie died a natural death 20 years ago. This man was murdered last night. Do you mean that, Captain? You're a doctor. You should know. Here, take a look at his face. Strangled. Strangled. Not long ago, either, was it? Not more than 24 hours. Here, hand me the shovel. I'll finish uncovering the body, and we'll take it up to the shed behind the cottage. Did you recognize him, Doc? No, I didn't, Mayor. It isn't anyone I ever saw before. Wasn't Lammy Fink, then? My jiggers, I never thought about him. Let's have another squint at that face, Captain. I looked especially, Doctor. It isn't Lammy. Lammy has a deep scar at the roots of the hair on his forehead. There's none on this fellow. No wonder somebody ran by the cottage and out of the city of the dead in hysterics last night. You think maybe it was the murderer we heard, Captain? No, not likely. Why not? 
Anyone with the courage to commit murder in a graveyard isn't likely to have a case of hysteria. Besides, anyone as frightened as that wouldn't have stopped to bury his victim and replant the turf on the grave. Then where does the hysterical man fit in? I don't know, but I can give a guess. Let's have it, son. Maybe some passerby who saw something he wasn't meant to see. Perhaps the murder. Ran out of the city of the dead, scared out of his wits. Yeah, we don't have passerbys way off down here, son. Oh, we'll have to see. Yeah. Now, I think we can lift the body out. Here, Doctor, can you reach the arms? Yeah. Good. Up we go. There it is. Unhappy business. <laughs> You're not nervous, Dr. Toon. Yes, I am, Dad. Blame you. Whatever. Sounds perfectly okay with me, Doc. Dad, you got a stretcher around someplace, haven't you? In the shed behind the house where you got the shovel. I'll run up and get it. No fun carrying a body around in your arms. Keep an eye on young Parker. Shall I fill in the grave while you're gone? Don't touch anything. I want to examine that grave by daylight. You just wait around. I won't be long. Hey, Mayor, do you know what I think about this whole business? No. How should I know what you think when I don't know what to think myself? Why in tarnation should anybody dig up one man's grave to shove another one in it? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I've got an idea that someone else has got onto the trail of what we've been after for years. You think that's what's at the bottom of all this? Yes, I do. Uh, Mayor, I, I told the captain all about this. Then you broke your word, Doc Tudor. We promised to never say a word. Well, it was necessary, Mayor. It was the only way I could make him keep Parker here and that Phyllis Carroll prisoners. Besides, he's your own flesh and blood. Mm, he's that, all right. Is he going to help us? He mm, wouldn't promise. The only thing he agreed to was to hold the kids a week to find out whether they knew anything about how you came to be shot. You think they know anything about... about... the other? Well, of course they do. I think they were responsible for this killing? Well, I don't know. The girl was mighty anxious to keep away from this grave tonight. The boy held out better, but you saw how hysterical he got. That looks suspicious. So it does. So it does. Still, they don't fit into the picture right. There's something more to it. They couldn't have rung that phantom church bell we've been hearing... Neither could one of them have been the claw-footed men that tromped on me in the old church. They were both locked up in the cottage at the time. Could they have friends helping them? It looks like a gang, all right. Looks like two gangs. Else why the murder? Jupiter, Mayor, if they're out after the same thing we are and want it bad enough to commit murder... Yes, I've been thinking about that. Well, I'm not telling anyone I know anything. You already shot off your mouth. The claw-footed man again. Look. Look, see him, Mayor? I'm going after him. No, don't do it, Mayor. Don't do it. Look. Look how he bobs and floats among the graves. Oh, let loose of me, Doc. Let loose. Come on, we can catch it. Hey, we're getting everything. Do you hear that bell? Save your breath. We're gaining on it. Run faster. Well, why don't you shoot, Mayor? You got your pistol, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, of course. I forgot all about it. I'll stop a minute and we'll take a crack at it. Jumping Jupiter, Mayor, where did it go? I dropped it. That's what happened. You know you didn't. You didn't fall. It just vanished. Wait and see. Cut across the lawn here. But don't walk on the graves. It was right ahead. Here you are. Now where's your claw-footed man? Uh, probably just wounded him. Maybe dragged himself off. Well, we'd have seen him, I tell you. He just plain vanished. I tell you, I dropped him. All right, all right. Hi, but Dad, where... Doc, what's happened? Listen. Where are you? Hi, Doc Tuner. There's the captain. Hiya, Captain. Here we are, coming. Dad, all right? Yep, he's all right. And where have you two been? Where's the body? Body? What body, Captain? The body we just dug up. Look here, son. You ain't fooling us, are you? Of course I'm not. 
You mean to tell me you don't know where it is? Yeah, look here, Captain Friday. Let's get this straight. Ain't the body lying beside the grave where we left it? It is not. You, you, you're sure it's gone? It's gone, all right. What have you two been up to? We was chasing that clawfoot fella. Well, he came right down here close by and let off a whole series of whales, so we took after him. Got away, huh? Yep, vanished when the mayor took a shot at him. I hit him. The mayor thinks he hit him, or it, or whatever it is. But it was gone when we got to the spot where it vanished. And while you were out chasing ghosts, the strangled body got up and walked off. I thought I told you fellas to watch young Parker. Then what's happened to him? He got up and walked off, too. Well, come on, let's go back to the grave. Yeah? Did he take the body? How should I know? And Parker got away? He did not. As I came out of the shed with the stretcher, I heard a noise in the house. I peeked in the window and saw young Parker releasing Phyllis Carroll. Left the key in the door, didn't you? Well, thought it'd be safe enough. What was the boy's idea? Well, it looked as though they were trying to make a getaway. Hmm. Trying to run away. That looks bad for him, eh, Captain? Hmm. Well, here's the grave. Still got the hole left, anyway. Empty, all right. I wish we'd have caught that whaling critter. Might have solved everything. Whoever heard of catching a decoy? Decoy? Sure, Dad. Looks like your whaling ghost wanted you to chase him. Wanted to get you out of the way. But why? Well, likely we weren't supposed to examine the corpse. Probably its identification would have solved the whole business. True, I hadn't thought of that. Well, what's to be done? We're going back to the house and see what Parker and Miss Carroll know. I've got him locked up in his room again. Miss Carroll, Captain Friday wants to see you in the living room. What's happened? Never mind. Go on into the other room. Come on out, Parker. The captain wants to see you. What rights he got slugging me and locking me up this way, even if he is Captain Friday? Well, you'd have gotten worse if you'd tried to make a break out of a jail. Now go on in the other room. Well, we'll see about these high-handed methods. So, come on in, Parker. Sit down. You think you're pretty smart cracking people on the jaw. Don't sit there. Come over here, away from Miss Carroll. Why shouldn't I sit by Phyllis? Oh, please, Jimmy, do what he says. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's better. Now then, Parker, what did you do with the body? Body? Yes, Miss Carroll, we found the body. Too bad, isn't it? Body? What body? The body somebody planted in old Ernie Morton's grave last night. Oh, Jimmy. We don't know anything about anybody. Be careful, Phil. They're trying to frame you. Oh, so we're trying to frame you, are we? Tell me something, Miss Carroll. Yes? Did you see Parker the day he got his job? What job? You know, the gardening job, Phil, over at the university. Oh, oh, that? Why, uh, why, no. No, I didn't see him that day. Let me see. What day was it he got this job? Why, uh, why... No, no, look at me, Miss Carroll. Don't look at Parker. That's better. Now then, when did Jimmy tell you he got that gardening job? Why, I, I've just forgotten. Sometime last week, I think. He told you about getting the job, did he? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, well, Parker. So you told Miss Carroll about the job last week, huh? I don't know what you mean. Well, then I'll explain. Didn't you tell me you got that job two days ago? Yes. Then how could you have told Miss Carroll about it last week? This is Saturday. That would have been at least a week ago. What about it? Oh, come on now. Admit it. You haven't got a gardening job and you never had one. Isn't that the truth? Well, answer me. You haven't a job, have you? No. No. Then how did you get those fresh blisters on your hands? Oh, Jimmy, I'm sorry. No, that's all right, Phil. It wasn't your fault. Never mind, Miss Carroll. Answer me, Parker. How did you get those blisters? I... 
I was... You got them opening a grave, now, didn't you? How can you even think of such a thing? Answer me, Parker. It's none of your business. None of my business whether you go about strangling folks. He didn't. He didn't kill anyone. Oh, Jimmy, tell them the truth. The truth? Phyllis, what are you talking about? Yes, Miss Carroll. What are you talking about? What? What? Oh, I've been so upset by all this. Oh, Jimmy, I want to go home. <laughs> Oh, so Jimmy Parker and Phyllis Carroll are up to their chins in this after all. But what are a good-looking young woman and a college boy doing mixed up with grave robbing and murder? And, but, more in just a moment. I want to go home. I want to go home. Dr. Tuna, take Miss Carroll to her room and see if you can quiet her. Yeah, 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 Miss Carroll. You feel better after a good night's rest. Now then, Parker, let's have the truth. I haven't anything to say. I guess you have plenty to say. You lied about the blisters. You tried to escape after we discovered a murder victim in Ernie Morton's grave. And on top of that, now the body has vanished. We've got a lot of explaining to do. I tell you, I don't know anything. Phyllis urged you to tell the truth. What was she talking about? She was scared. She didn't know what she was saying. She did know what she was saying. What did she mean? I don't know. Yeah. Why did you try to escape after you saw the body? I wasn't going to stay here and be beaten up by you. That wasn't the reason. Something about that body terrified you. Now, what was it? It, it was just a dead body. I never saw a murdered man before. That wasn't it. Something about that body got under your skin. Did you murder that man? No, I swear I didn't. I swear it. Did you recognize the body? No, no, of course I didn't recognize it. Yes, you did, Parker. The moment you saw that face, you let out a yell. Oh, please, Captain Friday, please let us go. Don't you understand? Can't you see? Can't I see what? The same thing will happen to all of us if you keep us here. We'll all be murdered. How do you figure that out? I know it. I know it. Wouldn't you be in just as much danger if I let you go? Oh, no, really. The danger's here, Captain. The danger's in the city of the dead. What do you mean by that? What danger? A murderer. What murderer? There's someone in the city of the dead that intends to kill everyone. Who knows? Who knows what? I can't tell. I couldn't if I wanted to. How long have you known of this... this murderer? Since I saw the body. And you did recognize it? Yes. Who was it? I can't tell you. Now, look here, Parker. If you are in as much danger as you say you are, I should think you and Miss Carroll would want protection. But it isn't only us. Don't you understand? You're in danger, too. So is the mayor and Dr. Toon. What's that? I tell you, it's true. They won't stop at anything. They? Is it a gang? No. No, I don't know. Huh. So you won't talk to save your own life? No. Isn't there anything that would make you talk? Will you let me talk alone with Phyllis for a little? Then will you tell us what we want to know? If she's willing. But she's already begged you to tell. She doesn't know all I know. Oh, I see. In other words, you want to tell her the name of the murdered man. I didn't say that. Hmm. Very well, I'll let you talk to her. Hey, doctor. Yes, Captain? I'm going to send Parker in to see Phyllis. Is she all right? Oh, sure. She's all right. I gave her powder. You want her to come out? No, I'm giving Parker here five minutes with her alone. Go on in, Parker. Yes, sir. Let him shut the door, doctor. It's just five of ten. You got till ten o'clock. Yeah, right in here, son. Okay. Oh, Jimmy, what's it all about? 
How did we get into all this trouble? Look here, Phyllis. We've got to face it. There's something horrible going on in this place. But you said it would be all right. You said all we'd have to do would be to come down here and dig the... Shh, be careful, Phil. I may be listening. But why do we have to be careful? Why don't you tell everything? Phyllis, do you know who that was we dug up tonight? You... You mean the body? Yes. Oh, please. It wasn't anyone I know. It was, Phil. I'm sorry. Oh, oh Jimmy, who was it? It was your cousin, Bert Arnold. Oh, no, Jimmy. Please, don't cry, Phyllis. I'm awfully sorry, but you just had to know. Oh, but I... Oh, I just saw Bert yesterday. Oh, who would want to kill Bert, Jimmy? Look here, Phil. I think Bert was down here for the same reason we came. Oh, but how did he know? I... I thought I was the only one who knew. I don't know how he found out, but it looks to me like he did know when someone killed him while he was nosing around down here. Oh, Jimmy, this is awful. Awful. What are we going to do? I don't know. Whoever killed Bert is probably out after us, too. Oh, Jimmy, don't say that. You might as well face it. Have you any idea who it could be? Oh, no. No. Any relatives? Mother's the only relative I've got, besides Bert. Any distant relative that might have found out something in some way? Oh, I don't know. No one I know of. Oh, please, why can't we tell Captain Friday all about it? What do you suppose he's going to think if we tell him what we came down here for... And then told him the murdered man was your cousin. Oh, I don't know. I do. You'd think we killed him. Oh, but we didn't. We didn't. Oh, of course not, but... Well, if you want me to tell... Mm, not, if it, not if they'll think we killed him. Well, they will. You can count on that. Then we mustn't tell. We mustn't. Oh, I don't know what I'll tell Mother. I'll be lucky not to get kicked out of the university for this. Oh, she listen. Come on out, Parker. Time's up. You won't tell... You won't tell, will you, Jimmy? No, fellas, but listen. If you hear anyone trying to get into your room, yell. Don't wait a minute, do you understand? Oh, well, do you think... Come on out of there, Parker. Coming! Remember what I say, fellas. Don't take any chances. Good night, Phil. Be careful, Jimmy. Sure. Well, here I am. Yeah. You ready to talk? No. Oh, it's that way, huh? Yeah, that way. Then go on into your room. But let me tell you this, Parker. If you don't come through with me, and mighty soon I'll take you into San Francisco and throw you to the cops. You'll be only too glad to talk. I'll go on to bed and think it over. Did you lock both doors, Captain? Right. And I'm keeping the keys to both Parker's and Miss Carroll's rooms with me. Are there any more keys to those two bedrooms, Mayor? No, those are all set. Hmm. Well, it's quarter past ten. I'm turning in. It's going to be heavy work from now on. But, Captain, do you think we might be in any danger? After all, a man has been murdered here. Well, who can tell where danger is? Doc, you and the Mayor double up in the big bed in the front room. I'm going to make myself comfortable here on the lounge beside the fire. Now, now look here, son. You won't be comfortable there. Do what I say, Dad. I'm going to boss things around here for a while. Yeah, you know, Jack and apes turn you across my knee. <laughs> Good night.
me. I won't. It's me, Captain Friday. Don't make a sound. What do you want? Get dressed as fast as you can. There's something hanging around outside the house. Hey, are you sure? Yeah, of course. Hurry. Is, is Phyllis all right? Yeah, I made sure of it. Everyone's asleep. What are we going to do? Find out who it is. Isn't it a man? Well, if it is, he certainly got himself rigged out. You've seen it? Yeah. What does it look like? Well, by moonlight, it looks like a cross between the headless horseman and one of Shakespeare's witches. Come on, fella. Aren't you almost ready? Yeah, just a minute. One more shot. Oh, here it is. Get into it. Oh, thanks. Why are you ringing me in on this detective business? I thought I was a prisoner. Well, if this fellow's hanging around for a chance to murder you, as you seem to believe, I just thought I'd give him a chance at you. You, you don't really mean that. Well, you know what I mean. All right. Hang right on my coattail and you won't be in any danger even if this fella is after you. Come on. All right. He seems to be patrolling around the house. We'll watch here at the window until we spot him, then we'll slip outside and lay for him. Where did you see him? I watched him circle the house twice. Look. Look, there he comes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what is it? Can you see his face, Parker? Look sharp. Yeah. Long hair strangling down over his face. Hey, look. It's crouching down. Looks like an animal that senses its prey. Look in the shadow there. There's something else moving. It's coming out in the moonlight. A man. He's coming toward the house. He hasn't seen that crouching thing. Hello. Fellow's going around to the back of the house. The thing's following him. He doesn't see it. Did they go around the corner? Come on, we gotta see the end of this. Is he now? so that we can get back in fast if we have to. Mm-hmm. Follow close. Just a minute. Let me take a peek around the corner. It's all in shadow. I can't see a thing. We'll have to take a chance. Come on. Softly. Give a look around this corner. Now we'll get some moonlight in the back of the house. See anything? Wait. Look at that, Parker. What's happening? Somebody's working on the bars to your window. The murderer, I told you. Yeah, but where's our pet ghost? He seems to have vanished. Look, the man's cutting the bars. We'll put a stop to that right now. I hate like the deuce to make a move in the open until I know it's become of our long-haired phantom. Maybe the thing spotted us. Well, you keep a lookout behind <laughs> Where is he? Back in the cottage. Come on, I'll show you. All right, around this way. Who's been killed? I don't know. All I know is somebody's been murdered. Not so fast, boy. Give an old man a break. Right down here, you can see the body in the moonlight. Hurry. Hurry, Doc. Here. Here's the body. Where's Captain Friday? Maybe chasing the phantom. I don't know. Here, let's turn this fellow over on his back. See if he's still alive. 
Easy now. Uh, What do you mean, boy? This body is Captain Friday. Captain Friday? And where's the other body? just heard Chapter 3 of City of the Dead. Why is it a corpse in the City of the Dead vanishes almost as quickly as it is made? Why is this phantom creature haunting the vicinity of the caretaker's cottage? And what's happened to Captain Friday? All this will unfold next week in the fourth episode of City of the Dead, entitled Old Clawfoot Again. o'clock on Sunday morning, the second day in the city of the dead. Eight o'clock in the morning after a night of unearthly events and sudden death, and it all seems to be centered about the caretaker's cottage at the gate of the old abandoned cemetery. Those present include the caretaker himself, better known as Mayor Joshua Friday, Dr. Tuner, retired, all his patients are laid away in the city of the dead, Captain Friday, son of the mayor, and private investigator from San Francisco, who has come down to the City of the Dead to help his father fight grave robbers. The only persons caught in the net so far are Jimmy Parker, a nice-looking college boy, and his girlfriend, Phyllis Carroll. At two o'clock this fog-choked winter morning, Captain Friday was roused from sleep to find a phantom-like white-robed figure, its face covered with long, white-flowing hair, patrolling about the caretaker's cottage. Yes, I awakened Jimmy Parker, and the two of us slipped out of the house and around the corner just in time to see the phantom creature leap on the figure of a man, who at the moment was attempting to break into the cottage. The man died instantly under the gleaming knife in the creature's clawed hand. Before Parker or I could stop it, the thing had gone. Yeah, Captain Friday and I rushed to the scene, but the housebreaker was dead. Captain Friday sent me back into the house for Dr. Tuner. I wasn't gone more than a couple of minutes, but when we got back... Not only was the murdered man gone, but Captain Friday was lying on the ground, unconscious. And a peculiar thing, all the time this was happening, Mayor Friday's been missing from the cottage. But now it's 8 o'clock the next morning, and Phyllis is telling what she saw. I tell you, I saw it all from my window. You were awake, Miss Carroll? The scream of that man outside my window awakened me. You mean the man that was murdered? Yes. Who was he, Captain Friday? I don't know. He was trying to break into Parker's room when the family ghost jumped him. It sprang on his back like an animal and was gone quicker than a flash. Stabbed him in the back. He was dead when I reached him. That's what I heard. I jumped out of bed and I looked out through the bars of my window. You were just bending over the body, Captain Friday. Well? I didn't know what had happened. It was too dark to tell who you were. Then all at once I saw two shadows creeping up on you from behind. Two? Yes, there were two. Suddenly I heard myself scream. I heard you. That's what brought me to my feet just in time to get that crack on the side of the head. That's funny. Dr. Tuner and I didn't hear a scream, did we, Doctor? Where did Dr. Tuner go? Said he was going to walk around while he smoked his after-breakfast cigar. Well, anyway, we didn't hear Phyllis scream. Well, I did. I must have frightened the men. They didn't wait to examine Captain Friday. They just grabbed the body of the murdered man and ran. Did you see the face of either of my attackers, Miss Carroll? No, I, I was too frightened to notice. Captain Friday, did you find out where the mayor was all this time last night? What difference does it make, Parker? What? 
Nothing, only Dr. Tuna thought it rather peculiar. Dead, huh? Well, there seem to be a lot of peculiar things going on around here. Do you think that ghoulish killer we saw last night was a man in disguise? Mm, at least it was human. You didn't really think anything could actually look like that, do you? Oh, Jimmy, let's not keep still any longer. I'd rather go to jail right now than spend another night here. Phyllis, keep still. If you're part of this gang of cutthroats... Oh, we're not. We're not. Look here, Captain Friday. If we tell you everything, will you let us go? I can't promise that. Well, will you take us away from the city of the dead? You indicated last night that the presence of you and Miss Carroll was aggravating the situation. That it was due to your being in the city of the dead that all these murders are taking place. No, no. Oh, we're only part of the, a part of the cause. I see. Well, you see how it is. If I let you two slip through my fingers, my only tangible clue to the whole business would be gone. No, you've got to stay here. You can't keep us here. We'll be killed. You saw what happened last night. That fella cut through the bars of my window. They'll try again, and next time they'll get me. I know they will. You needn't worry about that. I'll fix the windows so they'll be murder-proof. Now, are you going to tell me what it's all about? Oh, Jimmy, let's tell him. Please, Jimmy. We can't be any worse off than we are now. Well, then I'll tell you. I'm going with Dr. Tuner and the mayor over to Lanny Fink's cabin this morning. After that, we're going down to the old church. I'll lock you two up together, and you can thrash the thing out. But mind you, I expect an explanation tonight. Oh, yes, but put us together. I couldn't bear to be alone in this horrible place again. You understand, don't you, Parker? I'm not promising anything. So much the worse for you if you don't come through. Oh, Captain! Captain Friday! Oh, now what's up? Hey, Captain Friday! No, I'm tired. Do you suppose this happened? Find another corpse, Dr. Tuna? No, I didn't. But that grave we opened last night has all been filled up and the shot put back on it. Don't look as though it had ever been touched. Filled up, huh? Now, there's an idea. Graves automatically opened and closed while you wait. I tell you, Captain, this is no laughing matter. Something bigger than the mayor and I ever figured on is broken loose. Hey, where is the mayor, anyhow? Catching up on the sleep he lost last night. Where was the mayor last night, Captain? Don't you know? I swear I don't. Oh. You were supposed to be sleeping with him. If you don't know, how should I? I didn't even know he'd left the bed until Parker came in and woke me up. Mm. I swear I didn't. You don't think old Doc Tuner and your own dad would hold out on you, do you, boy? Nothing's funny somewhere. Uh, now I want you and Dad to go over to Lammy Fink's place with me. Well, don't see what good Dad will do. After that, we'll run down to the old church ruins and see if we can find out who took a shot at Dad night before last. Yeah, I've told you all I know. Uh, maybe. Well, you don't suppose we'd have brought you down here in the first place if we'd had anything to hold back, do you? I'm not supposing anything. I'm putting facts together. Doc, go right out to Mayor and we'll be starting. How far is Lammy Fink's house in the City of the Dead, Mayor? Uh, just a half and a jump. But it ain't a house, son. Just a shack. Look here. You can see it down among the trees. Built himself at odd times. Mm. Gloomy place for a house. Looks more like a hunted animal's hole. Yeah, he acts like a hunted animal most of the time, don't he, Mayor? Yeah. He's a little off, all right. Uh, I'd rather sleep in the City of the Dead than down in this hollow. <laughs> Not Lammy. He's graveyard shy after dark. Oh, this is it. Hmm. Lammy Fink's residence. One room, one door, and no window. And a cellar. Cellar? I didn't know about that. Never even thought of a cellar when I was over the other day. Oh, and that's the first place we'll look. Go ahead, Dad. You know the way. Lean on. Well, there's no need to lead. Your path leads around the house to cellar steps. All right, keep going. Uh-huh. 
Here's the steps. Seem to get down under the house. I'll lead off with my flashlight. When I get to the bottom of the cellar steps, one of you follow, then the other. And take it easy, those steps don't look any too solid. They right? ain't. It's dark and murky down there. There I go. Watch out, you don't break your neck. Well, these steps won't hold much weight. Hey! Captain! Captain! What a rat trap this turned out to be. Son, son, are you hurt? Hello. Hello down there. Captain, are you still alive? Yes, of course I am. I've lost my flashlight and it's blacker than an old man's future down here. Light a match. I'll give a man a chance to pull himself together, Doc. Still got two or three steps around my neck. Uh, can we help? Just so as I unscramble myself. Hey, what's that? Hey, Doc Cooner, Mayor. I'm holed up down here with a body. Who is it, Captain? How do I know? We just met here in the dark. Well, why don't you light a match and find out? We can't get down to the cellar without a rope now that the stairs are busted. How'd you happen to find it? It just reached out and lay hold of me. Jiminy Cricket. There. I'm on my feet again. Now for a light. Well, I'll... Hey, there are two... Oh, three! God, Mayor! There are three bodies down here in this cellar. What you... What did he say? Did you hear me? There are three bodies down here. will hold any of us. Now, Dr. Turner, I want you and Dad to come on down into the cellar with me and examine those bodies. One of them is Lammy Fink, all right enough. One of them is the strangled fellow we dug up, and the other is the man who was stabbed to death last night. Yeah, if you know so much about him, why should we get down and look at him? I want to see if you know either of the unidentified bodies. Well, I'd bet money I don't, but come along, son. What makes you think you don't, Mayor? Trying to get something on your father, boy? Never mind, come along. Careful on the ladder. There you are. Now, over this way. Look out for those boxes. All right, I'll hold the torch for you. Here they are. Three bodies laid out side by side. Yes. It says Lammy. Poor old fellow. How do you suppose he died, son? I can't find a mark on him anywhere, Dad. Look at that look of terror on his face. You mean he was scared to death? Take a look for yourself. How long has Lammy been dead, Doctor? Mm, well, at least 36 hours. You certain of that? Well, that's fairly accurate. Then Lammy Fink couldn't possibly have filled up the grave we opened last night. He could not. And who did do it? Dad, you said that you and Lammy were the only ones capable of doing an expert job of replacing turf on a grave. Yeah, I said it all right. Well, Dad? Must have been wrong. You mean there's someone else around the City of the Dead who's capable of such work? Looks like it, don't it? Uh, well, never mind. Mayor, did you or Dr. Tuner ever see either of these other two bodies before? I mean, while they were alive? Let me, Captain. I don't know nothing about them, boy. And that's darn funny. I went through their clothes. Not a thing to identify them. No. Listen. Footsteps. There's someone in the shadow ranch. Just a moment. Who's that, you suppose? There's somebody up there, all right. Come on. We'll go up after him. Take it easy. We don't want to frighten him off. Up you go, Doc. You next, Dan. Yeah. 
on up, Captain. Everything's clear. Yep. There. Here, I'll pull the ladder up, and then no one's likely to bother the bodies while we're away. Captain, I smell smoke. That's it, smoke. I knew I smelled something. Look, look, the cabin's on fire. Quick, we gotta stop it. Come on around the house, quick, get water to the creek. Look, look, look there, holy mackerel with a blaze. There, somebody set that fire. The house has been saturated with oil. Look at that black smoke. But where's the fellow we heard walking around? He's probably a mile away by this time. Of all the cockeyed, lump-headed fools. Now we've lost those bodies. But couldn't we still get him out? That cellar was a furnace 30 seconds after that fire was set. There goes that can of kerosene I saw in the cellar. That ends that. For quiet interrogation, did anyone want to burn down Lammy's shack? Ask me a hard one, Doc. Somebody doesn't want us to know who's being murdered. Dead men can't talk, especially after they've been cremated. But there is still the contents of Ernie Morton's grave and old clawfoot down in the abandoned church. But more of that in a moment. We've been dawdling, Captain Friday. It's almost one o'clock already, and we promised the mayor we'd meet him at the cottage at two. Well, there's the old church just ahead. Yeah, gloomy as ever. You know, Doctor, this place has always given me the creeps. Even when I was a kid. The mayor never brought me here unless it was to arrange for a funeral. Well, that's about all it was ever used for, as far as back as I can remember. Funerals, and now and again a country wedding. This is the first time I've been near the place since it was abandoned. But I remember the day they found the old bell ringer hanging by the neck in the study. I always did think the place was infested with the... With what? Well, with something ghoulish. <laughs> That's a nice thought. And our visit night before last only went to confirm my opinion. You mean the claw-footed man? Oh, he was only the climax of the whole business. I tell you, the place absolutely reeks of something unhealthy. Oh, it's probably the bats. Oh, plenty of them here. Well, shall we go in? From the slant of that roof, I'd say the whole place would be tumbling in in another year. Careful. The mayor went through the floor the other night. Gloomy as the inside of a grave in here. Yeah. Don't you feel it? Feel what, Doc? The moment I stepped in here out of the sunshine, I felt something come over me like a slimy wet cloak. Don't you get it, Captain? You give yourself the creeps if you keep that up. All I get is an unpleasant smell of mustiness and decay. The place is rotten to the foundation. Yeah, there's something more than a physical rottenness here, Captain. I smell something else. Yeah? I tell you, I do. Well, shall we go back and have a look at the old study? That's where the mayor was shot, wasn't it? That's right. That's where we ran into the claw-footed man or beast or whatever he is. Did you leave the door shut when you carried the mayor out the other night? I did not. I was too scared. I just picked up the mayor and dashed through. The door was still open. Well, it's shut now. Oh, but I think that's right. Do you suppose that thing's in there now? I got my gun handy to pot him if he is. You better not stand in front of the door. You'll know what happened to me last night. We'll stand at the side of the door. I'm going to block the way. Don't be a fool, son. You're liable to get hurt. Not while I've got this little plaything in my hand. Yeah, I warned you. You ready? No, I'm open the door and get it over with. Captain, are you hurt? What in the Sam Hill kind of a thing is that? I'm a bald-headed liar if that jack-in-the-box didn't kick me in the face. Are you hurt, Captain? Are you all right? Here, let me help you out. Of course I'm all right. Why shouldn't I be all right? That was a nasty fall. Fall. That claw-footed old boy with his white beard knocked me down and walked the full length of me. Look at me. It's dusty footprints all over my front. Oh. 
I say I was going to block his path. I got one good look at him, an ugly critter, flowing white hair, a face that looked like a death man. I've seen him before. He's the chap that murdered the housebreaker last night. I wonder who he thinks he is in those long white robes. He's crazy as a gooey duck. Hey, we'll need some kind of a light in this study. Oh, I still got my flashlight. Yeah, turn it on. Yeah. How's that? Good. Yep. Great jumping cheese horse hat. Captain, look there on the floor behind you. Skeleton. Human bones. All laid out in order. Laid out is right. Looks like old Clawfoot was in here reconstructing a skeleton. Where do you think they came from? The bones? Hmm. Probably out of one of the graves in the City of the Dead. Hmm. Nice person, old Clawfoot. I don't care for the company he keeps. He's crazier than I thought. Imagine a guy shutting himself up in a dark room to play with a human skeleton. Well, it looks like we're going to have to do some close inspection on the mayor's graves out yonder. This seems to indicate that grave robbing has sort of become a practice down here. I told you something unhealthy was going on in this place. Hmm. Well, well Cloth would never like for company. Whenever he got lonesome or downhearted, he just up and digs himself a skeleton to amuse him. Here, Captain, where do you suppose this old fool lives? Mm, offhand, I'd say he'd been making this his headquarters. There's no sign of a place to sleep here, and there's no food. Well, that's something we'll have to look into. Oh, now, Doc, where's this bell rope the mayor was pulling on the night he was shot? Right there, Rick. It's gone. Gone? Where was it? Well, it hung right down there where you're standing. Mm-hmm. Look at the ceiling. No hole in the ceiling for it to come through. Well, there was a rope. Much more, he just pulled it and he was shot. And you're certain the door was shut at the time? It certainly was. Anyway, the shot came from across the room. Mm. Mm, no window. Are you certain there was no one else in the room with you two? Well, of course there wasn't. Where'd the shot come from, then? The same place the bell ropes gone to. Yeah, what in Tucket does he do that for? Going around making noises like a sick cat. Oh, we've seen the last of him today. Can we try to grab him? Don't you think we'd better finish looking over these ruins? What more is there to see? Well, you haven't been up in the belfry yet. Well, climb that rotten ladder? Not me, Doc. And Mary and I did it, and in the dark, too. Well, that was your own funeral. You can see with half an eye that you two are the only ones who've been up there in the last ten years. Look at the dust and dirt and the cobwebs. Come on, we spent an hour in here. That's enough. I want to get my hands on that fella. Come on, it's one o'clock. We told the mayor we'd be back by two. All right, anything's better in this place. Well, come on out in the sunshine and get it out of your system. Oh, where is our sunshine? Fog, if that ain't the luck. First afternoon fog we've had this season. Uh, that puts an end to hunting old Clawfoot. Yeah, miserable stuff, Fog. Gets in your nostrils, wets your clothes, hides murders. <laughs> come on out of it, Doc. You'll feel better when you have your lunch. Let's go back to the cottage. You gonna leave that skeleton in there? Why, yes. You don't want to pack it around with us, do you? <laughs> as well off there as anywhere until we can find the grave it was taken from. Perhaps that's old Ernie Morton's skeleton. We'll dig in his grave this afternoon. Oh, now there. There you are. There you are. 
Oh, thank goodness you've come at last. Captain, come in the house quick. Come in here. What is it, Dan? Mayor, you're as white as a ghost. Well, if I'd have had a gun handy, I'd have shot that fellow Ray Stewart. Shot who? What are you talking about? Come on in. Hurry up. You too, Doc. You have to tend to the girl. Girl? You mean Miss Carroll? Here, shut the door, Doc. That Parker fella stabbed the girl. He killed her, too, if I hadn't arrived just when I did. Stabbed Phyllis Carroll? So he did. Wait a minute, Dad. Did you see him stab her? Just as I come in the house, I heard her scream. I rushed in and unlocked the door. And there she was, lying on her face on the floor. Parker was standing over her with this bloody knife in his hand. Where is the girl? In her room. Go on in and see what you can do for her, Doc. She's unconscious. Go ahead, Doc. Tell me how she is as soon as you can. Now then, Dad, where's Parker? He's locked in this closet. The bars on the window to his room's cut. And I wasn't taking any chance of losing him. Well, let him out. Let's see what he has to say. Parker said he didn't do it. Catch him! What in blazes? Is he dead? Dad, you've smothered him in that closet. Get me some water. Hi, Doc, come here. What's the matter? Get a move on. Now, what's your matter? Hello. What's happened to Parker? Smothered in that little closet. His heart's still going. Hmm. He's going to be all right. Just a faint. Mayor, throw a little water in his face. Yes. There he comes. Here, boy, drink a little of this water. He's going to be fit in a jiffy. Girl's not in any danger either. Fresh wound, a little blood, that's all. Air. Let me out of here. Give me air. He's all right now. I'll get back to the girl. She'll be around in a few minutes, too. Yes. Well, where am I? You're all right now, Parker. Here, can you sit down? Give me a hand, man. We'll get him in that chair. All right. Yeah, how's that? All right. What do you want to do, smother me? Well, you had it coming. What do you mean, stabbing a girl? I didn't. I told you that before. I saw you. You saw me stab Phyllis? I saw you with the bloody knife in your hands, bending over her. You'd have finished her off if I hadn't rushed into the room. You old fool. That talk won't do you any good, Parker. Now, what's your version of this affair? Well, Phyllis and I have been talking for about an hour. Talking about what? Whether we should tell you all of, all we know. Did you decide to talk? No. Hmm. Did you quarrel? Mm-hmm. She turned her back on me and called me pighead. She was insistent on talking and you refused, huh? Yes. You know that what she could tell might get you in serious trouble, is that right? I suppose so. So you decided to stab her to death to prevent her talking? No, no, it isn't so. That's so. And what did happen? You won't believe me. You bet I won't. Hold it with you, Dad. Well... Go on, Parker. Well, when she turned her back on me, I walked away. Went over to the dresser and put out my cigarette in the ashtray. Your back was to her? Yes. Suddenly she screamed. I turned just in time to see her fall with a knife in her back. Like his story. I told you you wouldn't believe me. Go on. I haven't said I didn't believe you, Parker. Then what happened? I was so confused, I don't hardly know what I did. I guess I dashed over to Phyllis and bent over her. I don't remember pulling the knife out of her back, but I suppose I did. Because I know I had it in my hand, wondering where it came from, when Mayor Friday rushed in and grabbed it away from me. Wondered where it came from? Well, I didn't have any knife. How could I have done it? The knife might have been in the room. You recognize it, Dan? No. Parker could have smuggled it in with him. He's had every opportunity. No, I didn't. How was the girl standing? Facing the door. Hmm. I would have put her back to the window, wouldn't I? Yes. If you were at the bureau, you couldn't have seen the window, I don't suppose. No. Were the shade and window raised? Well, the shade was. I don't know about the window. Hey, Doc. Huh? 
Is the window up in there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a possible out for you, Parker. A good knife thrower could have sent a knife through the bars of the window without any trouble. You think that's what happened? I'm not thinking anything. I merely say it's a possibility. Well, I didn't do it. Think I hurt the girl I'm engaged to? People will do strange things to save their own skins. So you're engaged to Miss Carroll? Well, practically. What does that mean? Well, we kind of got an understanding. Yeah. You asked her to marry him? No. How does I... In other words, you said that about the engagement because you thought it would be a point in your favor. Look, Parker, you better stick to facts or you're going to get yourself in one fine mess. Well, I intend to ask her. I don't know whether you do or not. Hey, right, Captain. Come in here. The girl's coming, too. Come in and give me a hand. Come on, Parker. Come on in here, Captain. Help me with her. I've got her all bandaged. Oh, no. Ain't you ashamed of yourself, Parker? You let me alone. Keep still, both of you. Well, Phyllis, are you all right? Jimmy. Yes, Phyllis, I'm here. Oh, Jimmy, why did you stab me? Why did you do it? <laughs> in the midst of the desperate happenings in the city of the dead... Has Jimmy Parker turned on his own companion, Phyllis Carroll? And what about the phantom claw-footed killer and the desecrated graves? Who is disturbing the dead? And what do they expect to find, save moldering bones? Listen next week to the fifth episode of Carlton E. Morse's City of the Dead, entitled, The Skeleton Walks In. (laughs) 